Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Paul Gallagher, who's otherwise known as the Voice of Value. How's it going, Paul? Not too bad at all. Sun is shining here and um, looking forward to a good weekend of racing. We've got the Grand National coming up in a week as well, which is just appeared all of a sudden, so absolutely buzzing. Yeah, that's come round really quickly, hasn't it? It just feels like Cheltenham finished a day or two ago. Yeah, it does. It's amazing. Um, so it looks like um, yeah, it looks like we've got a lot to look forward to. We've also got a couple of the Irish racing festivals coming up as well. Clearly House and Pudgestown, so brilliant. Yeah, but we've got some good racing coming up tomorrow. We've got tips from Haydock, Musselburgh and Fairy House for tomorrow. Uh, before we get there, just a wee word on last week with a couple of non-runners in the podcast last week, which is always a bit of a pain, but that's just how it goes sometimes. And you managed to get a place in the Lincoln. Yeah, disappointing. I, I, I think, I thought that you know, my tip in the Lincoln, uh, Dania could have actually won it uh, at one point. But then the, the winner looks like a, a proper horse who just pulled him out and motored, motored on and won comfortably. So I, I suspect my guy could have finished second. They finished fourth. That's fine. We get each way money and, and on we go. Um, and frustrating to get the two non-runners. There were actually two I was quite keen on, especially uh, Little little River Bay, as that was called. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the one I, I really strongly fancied, but ended up being a non-runner. So keep an eye out for that running again. And uh, if, if it turns up, I'll let you know. Yeah, so as I say, we've got uh, four tips lined up for this weekend. We'll have a wee chat about the Grand National before we reach the end of the podcast as well. You've got a wee bit of potentially some early value there for us in that as well. Um, We'll be having a a more in-depth look at the Grand National next week, so keep your eyes out for a podcast around about midweek, hopefully. And obviously, you can see Voice of Value's coverage of the Grand National um, well in advance of the race uh, on the Mr Fix-It's Tips site at mrfixitstips.co.uk, so keep an eye out for that too. Excuse me, but we're going to get started. Um, for Saturday it's the 2.40 at Haydock and you're looking at a horse here trying to make it uh, a third win on the trot yeah that's right um, a horse that I really like in this race is called Check It Out um, and as you say won his last two races um, and I think every every chance of going in again I was actually surprised to see that he's available um, at 7-1 to one across the board which I thought was a very fair price um, they've put in um, a horse called Debetchir the best the Dimitri, um, I think that's how it's pronounced anyway, mm. um, from, trained by uh, Dan Skelton, um, put that in as the favourite, um, ran pretty well last time at Sandown, finishing second, but he's well beaten by Fortescue, who's a good um, Emmy Daly horse, but not, uh, it wouldn't be uh, you know, a massively well handicapped horse or anything like that, so I'm quite surprised to see Dimitri quite, quite so short in the market, um, he's a 10 year old as well, so he's, he's fairly exposed, I would have thought. Um, Whereas check it out, um, has to carry top weight here, but uh, looks a really decent horse to me. Um, and he's won his last two, last time out, he's he's gone up six pounds for the win, but he won it, he won it comfortably. And there were some decent horses that there was only four runners, but I thought they were actually it was a decent field, um, all things considered. So I, I think that's a very fair rise in the weights, and I, I I think check it out is going to keep on progressing. Um, and I thought, as I say, seven to one, very fair uh, each way price. And I think we're getting uh, we're getting extra places as well. I think quite a few of the bookies are paying four places. I think Sky might be paying five. So, yeah, to me, it looked at an each way shot to nothing. Um, a sort of promising progressive younger horse. Yeah, I'm going to do what I usually do at this stage and tell you that it's not 71 anymore. It's actually 8 to 1 
um, across a few places. Coral, Ladbrokes, Bet365, both Coral and Ladbrokes are going four places, as you say. So we Fantastic. we bit more value out there. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's it. That to me is excellent value, I think, to get it started on Saturday. Yeah. Okay, next up we're going to go north to Musselburgh, uh, three o'clock for the next couple of races. Uh, and this one we've had a wee bit of a chat about this pre-podcast. Um, and there's a couple of horses in here which are of interest, but you've plumped it for just another bottle. Yeah, this is quite an open handicap, so I'm advising a win bet rather than each way, which um, I would normally go each way, as you know. Um, but I do think it's I do think it's quite wide open, um, so I'm not going to go bananas on the race. But I've got a, a bit of a theory about Kevin Ryan in April. He uh, he doesn't do particularly well in the month of April. However, with his sprinters at five and six furlongs, he does he does pretty well indeed. He's got a good record, um, and just another bottle had a run on the all weather. It's not a particularly good all weather horse, and doesn't have a, doesn't doesn't actually he's only ever run on the all weather twice, including his last run. And I think that was just uh, that was just to get him wound up and get him going for this one. Uh, I think he's I think he's going to come out and hopefully, hopefully run a, a, a decent race. He's been since the market opened, he's been backed a little bit as well, which is encouraging. But there's still, as far as I can see, there's still some thirteen to two about. Um, so I think a win bet on just on a bottle for me in what is quite a wide open race, and I think we have to give um, give a nod to horses like Tarbush and um, Copper Knight, um, who, who runs well usually first time out and has got a five pound claimer on as well. Ella McCain takes five pounds off, so that's worth noting. Um, and uh, Count Dorsey, I think you've backed a few times in the past as well. So there's there's some decent horses in the race. It is wide open, but I just thought. Um, but the Kevin Ryan angle on sprinters in April that just on the bottle is worth a, worth a win bet. Yeah, I'm in a, a WhatsApp group with um, a couple of people who have got some connections to Count Dorsey and we've had an odd once or twice on that particular horse. So I just thought I would ask the question, um, given it's having its first outing of the year uh, tomorrow in this race at three o'clock. Uh, not heard anything to confirm or deny <laughs> uh, that Count Dorsey will win or not. So uh, quite happy to go with just another bottle on this one with you. Yeah, I think he's got a decent chance. Uh, a good a good solid horse, fairly fairly handicapped, not fantastically handicapped in a, yeah, in a wide open race, but it'll be an interesting one to get the sprint season off to a start at Musselburgh. Yep, look forward to it. Um, we're going to stay at Musselburgh for the next race and it's the jockey booking on this one which has uh, caught your eye. It has, yeah, and regular listeners will know that I'm a, a fan of Ian Williams, um, whether it's jumps or flat racing, in particular staying, uh, staying races, I think Ian Williams is really good, a really good trainer, finds the right, the right races for his horses. I had my eye on two of his in this race actually, and one's called the Grand Vizier, um, who's now a non-runner, which makes my life a lot easier, and the second is this horse Cardano, um, and particularly I catching a couple of things Cardano's won um, his last two races um, which were both actually on the all weather um, but I think it's a horse that will really benefit from the step up and trip that um, it gets here it goes up a couple of furlongs and trip and Holly Doyle has been booked uh, to ride not a combination you often see Ian Williams and Holly Doyle she is the, the go-to girl at the moment she's riding out of her skin I think I'm, I'm convinced she's having a run at the Jockeys Championship this year and I think as the season goes on we'll see her getting more and more sort of decent rides for our trainers who are quite keen to see her win the uh, the, the Jockeys Championship I think it would be brilliant for flat racing to have a, a female star at the top of the tree uh, much like Rachel Blackmore has sort of uh, become in the last few months um, yeah. 
over the jumps. Obviously, we saw at Cheltenham, she was fantastic. I think um, it would be really good for the, the flat game to have a, a female jockey who could challenge for or even win the, the jockey's title. So, yeah, Cardano, not massively strong in the market since the, the market's opened. Um, but I thought it was a really um, a progressive horse who, who should benefit from this um, slight step up and trip again. Um, so I'm hoping that, uh, that Holly can work her magic and get us a, get us a winner there. Yeah, um, best price nine to one at Hills at the moment. I think that's very fair, really fair, and I think they're they're offering extra places each way as well in this race, aren't they? So, um, yeah. it's yeah, that, that that's the way to go with it, definitely. Okay, so that's Cardona in the three thirty-five at Musselburgh. Uh, last but not least, on Saturday we're going to go to Fairy House for the four hundred five. We're still waiting on most bookies pricing this up, but there's one that you fancy currently priced at ninety-two. Yeah, I've just refreshed the page there actually, and uh, what. Paddy Power and Betfair have opened up at eleven to two, uh, so that for me is a, this, this is the bet of the weekend as far as I'm concerned. Um, the horses declared the buffet or before the yeah, buffet, I think it is. Um, regular listeners and, and readers of Mister Fixit's Tips will know that I tipped this one for, at Cheltenham. Um, it was an each way bet and finished fourth of twenty five in the in the county hurdle, which was which was fair and actually wasn't being far at all. Really, I, I felt. Um, like we were, uh, we were very unlucky. Um, just as it sort of, it was short of room towards the end. I, I don't know if it would have won the race. Belfast Banter had sort of, um, sort of got a run on them as they as they sort of came over the last. But I think Eclair would have been a lot closer. Just struggled to get up. Um, interestingly, it was ridden by Jack Kennedy that day, um, who's who's the sort of usually the the, the sort of stable jockey, first choice jockey for the, what was the Gordon Elliott Yard, which is now the Denise Foster Yard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. That's sort of to be expected. What's happened um, for this race tomorrow is they've put uh, the young boy Jordan Gainford on, um, who's the seven-pound claimer that was getting all the fantastic rides at Cheltenham and ended up getting a couple of winners and going close on others. Mm-hmm. He still gets, he still gets to claim seven pounds. Um, incredibly, Claire de Buffet has actually um, has actually been dropped a pound in the handicap versus the mark that he was running over at Cheltenham, um, and so he's. He, uh, on absolute on plain paper, he's he's about eight pounds better yeah. better off than he was for that race, and I don't think this race is quite as strong, um, and I have no reason to think that the horse won't be won't be in good shape after Cheltenham. I just think he's absolutely chucked in. He compared to his, his chase mark, and, and this was one of the reasons I packed him for Cheltenham. He's about a stone better off than his chase mark, so he's he's even more than that now with with Gainford's claim. Just to me. It should be about three to one. I know it's a huge uh, field. There's, you know, there's twenty runners or whatever in it. But just um, for me, chucked in, absolutely chucked in. And so at eleven to two, you can you can take the extra places, yep. in five places with, with bet fair and Paddy Power. Just yeah, each way bet to nothing for me. I can't see him out the top five. Help yourself. Hopefully. Okay. Okay. I hope this doesn't get clipped up and played back to me later on for <laughs> embarrassment purposes, but for me, yeah, better, week, better weekend for me. Yeah, it's not exactly your mortgage on it, but it's a uh, pretty strong contender. Never no, That's it, never, never is. Bet what you can afford to lose, uh, but if you're going to bet what you can afford to lose, bet it on a clear double fee. Okay, point taken. Uh, before we wrap up for this week, uh, you just wanted to quickly cover uh, Grand National and a horse that you're looking at at this early stage, um, 33-1 to 1 currently, I believe. Yeah, um, so the, the, the quick um, the quick people on mrfixitstips.co.uk will have spotted my tip for Cloth Cap, 
Uh, a couple of weeks ago now, wasn't it? I think it was before Cheltenham. Yeah. Um, when I, I, I realised that Clothcat was totally overpriced for the Grand National and it was just before he ran on the Saturday um, in the in his last race which he, which he hosed up in even though he was giving weight to, to other horses um, so he's now we've got this at 14 to 1 anyone that managed to catch that tip um, is in good shape so I've got that in the bank but I, I fancy another one here and, and there may well be one or two more near the time anyone that knows me will know I like two or three at least in the National Um I've been looking at the weather forecast and there's, interestingly, there's conflicting weather forecasts. The BBC are saying it looks fairly dry over the next few days um, in Liverpool and Aintree. Um, but Apple Weather is saying it's going to piss down next week. So I think that's quite interesting. If it does rain um, more than, than is anticipated, um, the ground will be at least soft, I would think, come Saturday. Because um, it's not been a fantastically dry uh, month anyway. So... I think there's scope here for a bet on Lord Domineo, who's an old friend of the podcast. He's already um, in pretty good shape um, coming into the race because he won after the weights had been announced. So he's about five or six pounds well in at the moment um, compared to some of the others. Um, and I, I just think if it does rain, turns up soft, that'll be perfect for him. Um, he stays all day. He's not the quickest horse. So if it's fast ground, they might go a bit too fast for him and he, he won't be able to make up the ground but if it's um, if it's a bit softer and heavy um, they won't be able to go as fast he'll be able to stay with them and he'll, he'll uh, you know you can almost guarantee he'll, he'll outstay a few others mm-hmm. he, he had a run round in the Grand Sefton I think it was over the over the entry fences he jumped okay and that was a much shorter trip so they would have gone too fast from that day he can't, he can't go that pace but he got round and completed um, and I think that was their idea of giving them a, giving them a look at the fences and getting them used to the idea of it. Um, the, the, the sort of marathon trip in the national were much more suited to his style, uh, and I just thought thirty feet to one was quite big. Now, crucially here, anyone that's listening, don't just rush off and go to the first bookie. You have to do this with Bet365. They're the only one that's currently non-runner, no bet. So yeah. if he comes out, you'll get your money back. Don't go somewhere else because if he doesn't run, I don't want to hear people complaining. To you. <laughs> Only bet 365 just now until the rest of them go. No, 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 no bet. So that's the tip. It's Lord Dominio, 33 to 1. You get in five places, bet 365. And crucially, if he doesn't run, you'll get your money back. Yeah, good advice. And as you say, he is a, a podcast favourite. I would hate to be sitting here next Saturday night and Lord Dominio's host up the National. And we've not had... I mean, it's almost one of <laughs> We'd be backing him anyway, wouldn't we? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah, so you might as well. As I, tip, I, think he, I do think he's got a decent chance. Yeah, okay, good shout. Uh, that's us for this week. Can you just give us a wee recap then of your bets for the weekend, please? I can indeed. Chronological order. We've got 240 at Haydock. Check it out. 8 to 1. That's an each way bet. And then at the 3 o'clock at Musselburgh, just another bottle. 13 to 2. And that's a win bet. 3.35 at Musselburgh. Cardano, 9 to 1. And that's an each way bet. Make sure you get the extra places. And finally, for Saturday's purposes, it's Eclair de Beaufet, bet of the weekend, the 405 at Fairy House, 11 to 2 if you can get it. And I would do that each way because I, I think he'll be close. So if, if he doesn't win, uh, you'll get you'll get a wee bit of, a small bit of profit there. And then also, as we as we just discussed, Grand National, Lord de Mignot, um, an anti-post bet, but make sure it's bet 365 because you'll get your money back, 33 to 1.
Great stuff. Thank you very much. Now that's us for another week on the Gambler Racing Podcast. As I said, keep your eye out for a Grand National special podcast midweek uh, next week, just ahead of the Grand National Festival. And don't forget, you can follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value, and you can catch more of his tips at mrfixitstips.co.uk. Just remains for me to thank you for listening and to wish yourself, Paul, and all our listeners the best of luck this weekend. Yeah, good luck to everyone. Enjoy the racing.